Working through the last examples, we noticed some special things happening at times, and the results of those we put together as properties. The first one we didn't do, but I'll let you verify for yourself, that if you take the integral from a to a of f of x dx, you should get 0. Now, you can verify this just by picking any integral you want, say 3 to 3 of x squared dx. And you can also think about this graphically, as we've been doing a lot. x squared from 3 to 3, that's not an area. It's not a region. It's just a line. And a line has zero area. So you can see that if you think of it in terms of an area, you can see that it has zero area. And also, if you think about the antiderivative at 3 minus the antiderivative at 3 again, of course you're going to have to get 0. I'll let you go ahead and evaluate this integral. It's easy to do if you use these limits. And you'll see that you should get 0. All right, so that property is pretty obvious, right? The second property from A to B of k f of x dx, k is a constant. We just don't know how to spell. I know constant starts with c, but we use k for constant a lot. And that integral can be rewritten with the constant factored out of it. So you can put the k out front, just like we did with the 1 fourth and the 1 fifth. Or no, the 4 and the 1 fifth. Integral a to b f of x dx. So you can factor out the constant, and it makes sometimes it makes it easier to work with. The third property, a to b of a sum or difference of two functions integrated with respect to the same variable, you can split up into the sum or difference of the two separate integrals. Just that like with differentiating term by term and anti-differentiating term by term, we can also do it with definite integrals. So that should make sense to you intuitively as well. Also, if you draw a picture of, uh, well, that one's a little harder to see, the f of x plus the g of x or the minus. But um, you could probably set up a picture and you could see that as well. Fourth property, and by the way, we used this in uh, at least two of the last examples because we had two terms inside an integral. And this is just a fancy way of saying if you have two or more terms inside an integral separated by plus or minus, you can break it up and just integrate term by term. I didn't even bother breaking it up. I just, I just evaluated from A to B of every term with the correct sign in between. This justifies that for you. The fourth property, the integral from A to B of f of x dx equals the opposite of, now this one, I left blank because, you know, it's boring if everything's all written out. So if you're going to take the opposite of the integral, what do you think would happen here? Now, we haven't done anything like this that would verify this property. So let me, um, let me draw a picture for you. Here's f of x from, say, a to b. And if you think about Riemann's sums, if you go from a to b, then your delta x is b minus a over n, right? But if you go from b to a, then your delta x is going to be a minus b over n, which is negative. But the f of x isn't going to change, right? It's still where it is. And so the sign of delta x is going to change if you change the order of your integration. Because, uh, and, and because delta x changes sign, it's very close relative notation-wise dx also is um, going to represent a form, it's going to represent delta x in a way. And so you can think about the fact that if the sign of delta x changes, the sign of your integral changes. If you change 
the order of integration. If your limits change places, instead of going from A to B, you go from B to A, then that means you're going to change the sign of the integral. And an easier way to see this, actually, that was a little theoretical. But again, how can you verify a property? Make up an integral that's easy to evaluate, say 1 to 3 of maybe x dx is a little too simple, x squared dx, and then evaluate 3 to 1 x squared dx. And as you do that, you might see what happens and what will always happen even if you just use the notation from the fundamental theorem f of b minus f of a compared to f of a minus f of b. Are these two equal? Can you change the order of subtraction without changing anything? Subtraction, the order matters, right? And if you switch the order in subtraction, what do you do to the result? 8 minus 3 and 3 minus 8 are opposites of each other. So whether you look, just look at an example, or whether you look at the fundamental theorem being used, or and with actual numbers, or you think about delta x changing sign in the Riemann sums, no matter how you do it, you'll see that that integral from a to b f of x dx is the opposite of the integral from b to a of f of x dx. Okay, that might come up in your homework. It might give you a shortcut sometimes. Number five, a to b f of x dx equals a to c f of x dx plus the same limit on the bottom now, c to b. So what you're doing is even if, B, if C is not in between A and B, it still works. I'll let you verify that yourself. And there are some proofs in the book you can look at. But you're going from, the easiest way to see it is going from A to B and having C in between, say here. If you have some function and you're evaluating the integral, the function doesn't even have to be positive for this to work. You can break up the integral at any value you'd like, as long as when you set up a sum of two integrals, the value that you're breaking it up at is in between. So a to b and then c to b, sorry, a to c and then c to b will also give you the integral from a to b. And again, it even works because of the signs in that above property, the one we just did, it even works to go a to c, c to b, and you'll still get a to b like you want. That one I'll let you verify yourself. You might want to use numbers to start with. But A to C is actually too big. But then when you go from C to B, you'll be subtracting, and so it'll work. All right, enough of that. Mostly, you just want to make sure that if you want to break up an integral at some x value, make sure you say A to that x value, f of x dx plus, then start with the x value, and finish with the upper limit from the original integral, f of x dx or vice versa. If you see two integrals that match up upper limit here, lower limit here, then you can just combine them into one integral from A to B. Two more properties, and then we have one last example before we go to the calculator. A to B k dx is k times A to B dx, which is 
eight, sorry, k times b minus a. I'll let you verify that one on your own. It basically comes from the fact that there's no variable, it's just dx times a constant. Number seven, a to b f of x dx will be less than or equal to a to b g of x dx if f of x is less than or equal to g of x on that entire interval from a to b. So suppose, and again, I'm making it easier to see by using positive functions, um, but you really don't need to have them positive for this to work. In fact, let's have g of x come up and actually equal f of x at one part of the interval. Suppose a is here and b is here. Then the integral from a to b of f of x dx is actually, since f of x is positive, that entire blue shaded region. And the integral of g to x, sorry, let me do it this way. The integral of g of x from a to b is the red region under g of x, like this. So you can see that the blue shaded region is greater than or equal to the red shaded region. Um, If from a to b, f of x is always greater than or equal to g of x. So it should make sense with positive functions. And you can, if you want to investigate with negative functions, you can see that it still works. Provided, uh, I wrote it the wrong way. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, I did it the opposite way. I put my, uh, let me just do this. Let me leave everything alone and just change my notation here. G of X is the larger one and F of X is a smaller one according to the property. Sorry about that, I'm used to always putting F on top. So G of X is greater than F of X on the entire region. So the, the area under G of X here is gonna be bigger than or equal to the area under F of X. So I think I've got this right now. F of X less than or equal to G of X. So these two integrals have the same relationship. 